In this episode of the Lead Machine Growth Show, we meet an aspiring entrepreneur and rising star. She's making a name for herself by using her professional knowledge in behavior science and her strong advocacy skills to help families of special needs children overcome the difficult emotional, educational, and financial challenges they face. She empowers them and guides them towards a path of resilience and clarity, extending her positive impact on her life's passion. This episode of the Lead Machine Growth Show is brought to you by Lead Machine, the step-by-step tech easy system for getting leads online. Are you struggling to get leads from your lead magnet? Are you tired of seeing low conversion rates and losing potential customers? It's time to revive your lead magnet and start attracting more leads. Download our free report, 10 Deadly Lead Magnet Mistakes That Are Costing You Leads, and learn how to create a high-converting lead magnet that engages your audience and drives conversions. Don't let common mistakes hold you back any longer. Revive your lead magnet today and download your free report at www.getleadmachine.com forward slash deadly. Welcome to the Lead Machine Growth Show, where you will discover how to tackle your tech, master your message, and design your dream. Paul Guyen, the mastermind behind the Lead Machine, introduces you to trailblazers who inspire you to implement life-changing solutions and systems you can model to nurture your leads and get your offers seen by your ideal clients who will invest in themselves and you. Be sure you visit our website at www.leadmachinegrowthshow.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now, tune in and get ready to transform your vision into reality. Welcome to the Lead Machine Growth Show. I'm Paul Guyon, your host, Lead Machine Coach, and founder of the Lead Machine Mastermind Group and Coaching Program. I'm dedicated to helping you tackle your tech, master your message, and design your dream. Whether you're just starting out or looking to take your business to the next level, let's get this conversation started and turn your dreams into reality. Let's meet our guest. Catherine Berman is a Navy vet who's gracefully transitioned into a role as a behavior therapist with a steadfast dedication to children and families navigating the complexities of special needs. She applies her special extensive knowledge of behavior science to impart a myriad of skills. Her expertise is not only evident in academic readiness in addressing behavior concerns, but also in empowering those who serves with the right questions to ask during the IEP which, as some of you may know, is the individualized educational program process, which is vital for, for uh, children with, with special needs. Currently, Catherine is, is channeling her passion and proficiency into expanding her digital footprint, laying the groundwork for a future in consulting to further her advocacy and support for this community. So let's give a warm welcome uh, to Catherine Berman to the show. Welcome and thank you for your service. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm very excited to have this opportunity. Yeah, I'm, I noticed that you um, you were you grew up in Wisconsin. Is that is that right? And near the Oshkosh, yes, I did. Appleton, mm-hmm. Wisconsin. Uh, my mother is from uh, from Milwaukee. Oh wow. And, 
and I uh, I went to uh, the EAA Experimental Air Aircraft Association uh, fly-in many years ago and spent a whole week there and just loved it. Of course, we got Oshkosh jeans for my kids and and all of those things. So yeah, it's it's a it's it's great being being from the Midwest, isn't it? It is. The EAA is phenomenal. Milwaukee yeah. is a beautiful place. The Marquette campus is magnificent. I, I really love being from Wisconsin. And another note about Marquette, my my mom, my mother is a doctor. She's a doctor from the 40s. She met my dad while they both were attending Marquette, the medical school. Wow. And uh, they they fell in love and got married in the 40s. And, you know, being a doctor in the 40s, a woman doctor in the 40s is very, very unusual. Yes. So, and they, uh, she practiced until she was 88 years old. So, wow. Uh, so, yeah, that's pretty, pretty amazing. It is but, amazing. But enough about her. Um, what ignited your passion for helping people with special needs? Uh, I know it's challenging. I've got, I've gone th through that IEP process. And it can be very frustrating having your voice heard and having the programs that you establish being implemented. And if you're if you're not in the right school system, that there can be issues there. And then there's also just the the challenges of of uh, special needs kids. So what what uh, what was the the ignition for your passion in that area? It's a great question, and I think it's important to note that. This is not something that I went to school for. This was not my original plan. Um, oh. beha behavior science found me. My graduate degree is in experimental psychology. I thought oh. I would end up in a lab doing research somewhere, being a professor. Oh. <laughs> I, I spent some time in the service. I spent a year as a warehouse manager. Um, so... I had I had a varying background that I brought into my current role and I got into it on a part-time basis just to try it to see if I liked it. It was a tremendous time of transition for me professionally and personally. So I figured if I didn't like it, that's okay, I can try something else. But I had an experience that just made made me know that this is where I belonged. And it was the first client I had ever worked with uh, practicing behavior science. Um, I go to the, the family's houses and do therapy in their homes. And that's uh -huh. what I was doing in this first role. This family had ordered something from Amazon. I don't remember what. And the giant box was still in the living room. <laughs> and I was working with this little client, three, four, five years old, who just had a ton of energy, was super talkative and liked being silly. And I saw this box and I thought, well, you know, the point is to teach a lot of these skills through play. And I'm down for being silly. And my name is Catherine. I could shorten it to cat. Let's play cat in a box. <laughs> I jumped right into the box. <laughs> and it was such a tremendous opportunity to practice skills like prepositions. Am I inside the box? Am I beside the box? We practiced turn taking. Is it my turn or your turn to be in the box? We practiced waiting. Can I have like 
a minute or two more in the box. And this kiddo was just laughing up a storm and playing with me and probably learning a lot more than they realized. And the realization that I was not only helping them learn, but being fun and bringing happiness into their life, just I'm getting goosebumps just retelling it. It, (laughs) I want to do this for the rest of my life. I want to be able to bring that positive energy to as many people as I can. Wow. Cat in the box. Yes. You know, I, I have a daughter who, whose name is Catherine and, uh, and she, uh, she calls herself cat. Yes. And she loves cats. <laughs> Do you have a cat? I, I don't, but I like cats. Oh yeah. Yeah. We have, we've got three cats and two dogs and six kids. Wow. Yeah. It's great. It's great. So, um, this is kind of a curveball question, but technology sure. 101, what's what's the tool or piece of technology that you find indispensable at this stage? Oh, my goodness. We use a, a wide variety of software in the particular field that I'm in to collect data, but uh-huh. just in day-to-day life, the yeah. notepad on my phone has just been indispensable. Because we constantly have our phones on us. If I have an idea or I think of some reason why an intervention is working or not working, I can just pull out my phone and jot it down. That's great. I I, I take a notepad with me um, on my computer as well. I use the I use a Windows computer, and uh, I I use Windows Notepad when I'm sitting at my desk and throughout the day I might take notes. Uh, on whatever else we're, whatever we're doing. But I also use an, an app called Evernote, which um, synchronizes with all of my devices. So oh, it's, wow. it's, on my, it's on my iPad, it's on my, on my laptop, it's on my work computer and it's on my, um, my personal computer, my, my uh, personal at home, home office stuff. Uh, Evernote. Yeah. It's a great piece of technology. So yeah, just taking the time to, take notes and and uh note things that you might need to to uh follow up on later the thing that i do is i take a lot of notes and then i i forget to follow up (laughs) so so i might i might need an iep program too (laughs) so (laughs) oh and there have been times that a note has been forgotten until i find it when i'm going through my phone and doing some cleaning up and i realize oh I know. You know, I also use a a, a notepad. Use a paper and pen too. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. I I uh, I put little circles when there's something that I need to follow up. I put a little circle so I can go check it off later. And uh, do you do that too? Oh yes, I am. I am the post-it note queen. I am the list queen. I I wish the listeners could see my desk right now. There are one, two, three, four, five, six, a lot of post-it notes on it. (laughs) 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 So I know you're in transition from, from your, your regular work. You're, you're working for someone else, but you also, you have clients that you work with and you're, um, you're moving in this direction to, uh, to an entrepreneur working for yourself. So yes. how do you usually describe what you do, what your business to your potential clients or how will you, how are you developing that? 
the phrase I normally use is that I will help you incorporate principles of behavior science to help solve problems. Behavior science principles, there's a whole history of how our field developed, what applied behavior analysis is. But the actual principles that we use hold across people's situations and contexts. So mm-hmm. they can be used with anyone, anywhere. Now, when, when you tell people that, what do they what do they say? Do they lean in or do they ask you more? <laughs> there is there is usually the the wow expression or that's really interesting and people want to know more, which that's fantastic. I'll talk about this field all day long. And what do they what do they really seek you out for? What what kind of result are they looking for? With the families that I work with, a lot of it breaks down to just wanting to help their child. Yeah. It's, parents want the best for their child. That That's wonderful. Yeah. And they have a lot of questions. If I can help in any way, if I can teach them some basic principles, some basic behavior science to make their lives easier, that's fantastic. So a lot of your work is not just with the child. It's also with the parents, isn't it? Oh, that's right. Uh, parent education is a huge part of what we do. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, my kids wouldn't go to school. They would say, I'm sick. They would call home. The, mm-hmm. You know, the the the, uh, the office would call. And, you know, today things have changed a lot uh, in the last 30 years. You know, when I was in school, uh, you know, you'd, yeah, you'd go see the nurse, but you'd, you'd go back to class, you know. <laughs> You know, yes, there's not instant communication like there is today. Um, but my my kids would just they would just say either they would refuse to get up and go, or they and these are teenagers, they would um, ah. mm-hmm. they would say, I'm sick, I puked in the bathroom, and you know, of course there's not no one's gonna prove it. They're, if if they say they they threw up, they threw up and parents gotta come get them. And so, you know, parents are at their their end, their wits end. If you're working with if you're working with teenagers for sure, they're at their wits ends, and some and also with with younger children. My youngest, um, he he hated school from the time he hit, hit hit kindergarten, and I think it's because he he's so smart that he was they were just moving too slow for him. You know, is is that what you find too? That's definitely one of the things that could be contributing to something like not wanting to go to school. Um, There is actually a lot of literature looking into school absenteeism. But what I would say to a client who brought up this concern to me is what normally happens at school? I would look at what has happened in the environment before the the teenager is saying, I don't want to go to school. Are are they having a difficult time in class for whatever reason? Are they struggling socially? Uh, Is there some person or activity that they really don't like and they have to encounter or do a lot? There could be a number of things going on in the school environment itself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we found that too. And, uh, you know, a lot of times, especially with with families that, that where there's divorce, there's 
that communication between the two parents if they if they aren't on the same page then the kid doesn't have the same you know the same support or the same rules or you know there's lots of variances that you you know skillfully can navigate um wow i wish i'd met you <laughs> you know <laughs> 10 or 12 years ago but uh, thankfully my all my children have graduated and they're doing doing really well so that's and I just great talked to, my, to my oldest i'm happy son. for you <laughs> thanks thanks so what is the dream what are your aspirations for the business in this this new life that you're you're wanting what is that dream well in the short term i want to finish up uh the supervision hours that i still have to do in order to sit for the national licensing exam Ah, and that exam itself is four hours long so that's the first major barrier (laughs) (laughs) but after that i would love to start passing on my philosophy for doing therapy to people who are just starting out in the field when i started out I had no idea about the larger context of this field. I had no idea there was such a thing as ascent-based care or trauma-informed care. And I would love to give students of ABA the knowledge that simply was not there when I started my journey. Ah, so so would those uh, those people who are who are just getting starting out in behavioral science would they be your clients? Or would it be the the still would be still working with parents and children or or both? Well, in, in general, I love teaching and I love being an influence. So I can foresee both. Uh-huh. I would love to impart industry knowledge on people who are new to the field, and I would also like to teach skills to parents and caregivers so that they can be better informed and help troubleshoot um, anything that comes up with their kiddos. Yeah, I wonder if there's a way to um, to merge, to do both of those at the same time, probably. I would love to. Yeah. <laughs> if that could fit under the consulting umbrella, that would be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the teaching umbrella. I mean, as a, as a consultant, you, you can, uh, as a consultant and coach, you can do kind of both. Um, because when you when you write and you share your knowledge, then you can do that, you know, online, and that can bring people. And if you're solving problems that parents are having, that may help attract the both audiences to into your into your uh, fold, into your world. <laughs> so Definitely, I, yeah. I've started getting my feet wet in the the online sphere a little bit, putting uh-huh. out some newsletters, making some Facebook and LinkedIn groups. But I would love to make that transition into one on one consulting or coaching. Uh huh. Okay. And so, can you share maybe a minor roadblock that you faced, or you you think you're facing in your business journey? I think this is more a roadblock in my particular field. Applied behavior analysis itself. There is such a need for good therapists and for good practitioners that the Uh need far exceeds our resources, Uh which unfortunately tends to contribute to burnout in this field. Uh And 
for someone like me, it, that's an, an especially insidious concern because I love my job. Uh, well, that's good. <laughs> I love it. But that means that it's very easy to lose myself in my work. So I really have to be mindful of taking the time for self-care as well. And since you since you're you deal with caregivers and parents or caregivers to their special needs kids, yep. you know the importance of that respite, uh, taking care of their self themselves. And uh, you've probably probably have some techniques that you can use for yourself as well as those that you that you uh, coach and consult with. Oh, right? definitely. Many of the skills and recommendations that I offer are things that have been successful for me personally, like mm. candle breaths or uh, principles of ACT, that's acceptance and commitment therapy, just noticing and being mindful of what's going on in your, in your body. Can you back up and did you say candle breaths? Yes, candle tell, breaths. Tell us about that. It's essentially deep breathing. It It's okay. called candle breaths to make it a little more kiddo friendly. Uh -huh. And the basic idea is um, you take a big old breath like you're smelling a really nice flower. You hold it. And then you do a big exhale like you're blowing out a candle. Okay. That's candle breaths. Some people even use candle breaths um, to blow out so to speak uh fingers that they might be holding up so they take in one breath exhale a finger goes down so now there's four fingers that oh. you're holding up instead of five keep going and then you've taken five deep breaths it kind of reminds me of box breathing yes i do that too yeah okay yeah breathing is breathing is really important <laughs> it keeps you alive it's surprising how effective it is. I, I only yeah, got into it within the last couple of years. I initially dismissed it as like, what kind of an impact could just changing the way you breathe have? And as it turns out, quite a lot. Quite a lot. Yeah, it's, it, it can help you relieve stress. It can help you go to sleep. It can help you calm down before you are going to speak on stage or be in, in, a, in, a, you know, in a highly visible situation or, or something encountering something that you're that you're trip you have trepidation about or on a podcast interview <laughs> yeah well you you see you're doing great um so do you have a piece of advice that you wish you had known when you started out this journey hmm i think the biggest piece of advice i would give my younger self when i was just starting out in this field is to Give yourself a little bit of grace and patience. Mm. When I when I started and I really made the decision that this is what I want to do for a long time, the terminology of the field can get very overwhelming, especially to someone like me who tries to just learn everything about everything. It's right. okay to just take the time and do a couple of things every day instead of trying to cram every possible term into your head by just rote memorization. Now, what about the business journey? Is there uh, a piece of advice you'd give or that you've received on this, this new endeavor? I think it would be in a similar vein. When I yeah. first started pursuing this consulting, 
I was trying everything. I tried to start a blog. That was a disaster. I tried to start a <laughs> podcast. That was also a technological disaster. Oh. So I really wish I could go back in time and tell myself, hey, you don't have to be a tech master. You don't have to do all these things. Pick a couple of things that you find really easy to do and know them inside and out. Yeah, and that's a great that's a great tip for anybody in business, no matter where they are, is just keep it simple, stupid. Uh, and, oh, yes. and, do, and yeah, as, as you grow, having those things, there are always, there are always going to be things that you don't do well. And um, mm -hmm. those are things, depending on what they are, uh, you can find people to help, help you do them. Uh, getting a coach is a great idea. Sometimes you need to hire uh part-time assistance um, for for a little job that you need to do have done or you might need a, a as you grow you might need an assistance to help you with your calendar or with your accounting or or what it, whatever it might be oh so, definitely the field of just virtual assistantship has taken off there are so many people out there who know so many things you yeah. just ask the question and you'd be amazed what comes up i know yeah so let's see, what's a common assumption that people make about your business that you'd like to clarify? That all I do is play with children all day. <laughs> <laughs> it it can definitely look like that. And if I'm doing a good job, it should feel like that. But there is a reason why I'm making the decisions about play that I am. Going back to Cat in a Box, we're working on prepositions depending on where I or the kiddo might be in relation yeah, to the skills. box. Yeah. We're working on turn taking. We're working on more or all done or I need a break. Um, I I tend to think if I'm doing a really, really good job doing therapy in that play context, someone who is absolutely new to this field will not be able to tell. And they probably wouldn't think of it either. That's a really innovative way. Uh, of teaching and i know that the more fun that learning is the easier it is to learn uh like like learning uh, putting a song to a to a thing that you're a new skill that you're trying to learn that helps you memorize things you know that's oh it's yes. a great way and it's fun and it's fun so is there a bold move or project you're considering for your business yes I want to make my own course about these new approaches to the field of ABA. There are so many great things happening in this field. Uh, just off the top of my head, we're incorporating aspects of trauma-informed care. We are incorporating assent, um, which is how the client tells us through their behaviors whether or not they're enjoying what we're doing. We're incorporating compassionate care. I would like to take all these things and put them in one place, put them out as a course package so that it's accessible to more people and it cuts down on the amount of online searching that people have to do for these separate things. Yeah, and would that be for uh, for parents or would that be for students of ABA? Uh, yes, anyone who's interested. <laughs> the yeah. a ABA as a field has... Uh, 
some parts of our history that are not so good, which is an, a whole other topic in itself. So it would be great for parents and just the general public to see that we're making some great positive changes. And it would be great for students of ABA to show them where the field is right now and where it's going. Right on. So what would be one skill that you'd want to develop that you could turn if let's say a year from now, you could look into the future, what skill would you need to have to have accomplished this, this new consultancy that you want to launch? I want to get a lot more comfortable selling myself. I think coming uh, on podcasts like this is a good start, but yeah. at least for me personally, I've had people send me cold direct messages before I've had my fair share of cold calls and cold emails I want to find that balance between promoting myself and not seeming, oh, shall we say, pushy about it? <laughs> Salesy, sleazy, cheesy, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I agree. And I think I think that being genuine and I, I love the the uh, the playfulness of 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 your personality. Uh, I think that's 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 uh that makes you endearing to people i think that that you're authentic and and that um that will go a long way to to uh being able to articulate what what it is you're offering to to people to bring I them into so. your, yeah i really hope so and so what big milestone are you looking for that would make you feel like you're a true business hero well off the top of my head, I would say if somebody finds me online or hears about me on a podcast or in a leadership article somewhere and reaches out to me to get my advice on solving a problem. Yeah. That would be amazing. Being a sought out expert in, in your field to solve a problem, right? Yes. Okay. And so as we... Is we was there any other questions that you would like or anything that you would like our audience to know with your final words and what uh, what maybe are three things that people can do to put ideas like yours into action? Absolutely. A lot of these are oriented to parents and caregivers on a special needs journey, but they are also applicable to new students of the field and just those who work with special needs clients in general. The first huge tip I have is build your team. For parents, it's probably occupational therapists, uh, practitioners of applied behavior analysis. It could be uh, social workers, local congressmen. Surround yourself with knowledgeable people and ask a bunch of questions. <laughs> yeah, I think that Don't would be... be don't that's be afraid to ask a bunch of questions. Yeah, that's that's a good idea. <laughs> Build a team. Yeah, you want the best for your kiddo. That's fantastic. Surround yeah. yourself with people who also want the best for them. That's right. my biggest recommendation. Okay. Uh, my second one, uh, this is especially targeted for those who are new to the field of ABA or just new to human services in general. Seek out people with lived experience being neurodiverse or going on a special needs journey 
there are so many people, I'm thinking of LinkedIn in particular, that identify as neurodiverse advocates. Huh. Follow them. See what they have to say. Ask them questions about their experience. They'll probably give you a lot more insight into how people think differently. Wow, that's a great tip. And you know, that's that's applicable to business too. Uh, building a team, building a team of people that that have the knowledge that you may not have yet. Seek them out as mentors and as as strategic partners and uh, um, people that can help you in different ways. And then uh, seeking out people with with um, I think I, I think of mentorship. So you have a you have a build build a, a team of people who can help you deliver your services or um, support you so that you can deliver your service better and more efficiently. And then seeking out people that uh, that can mentor you, coach you, uh, support you in different ways uh, as you grow. So, and what's your final one? Um, if I could just add one point to that, seek yeah. out people with lived experience suggestion. Yeah. There are actually neurodiverse coaches out there. Oh yeah, I'm on sure Facebook are. that I've encountered people whose brains are wired differently and who can coach you because they have that lived experience that you can express your authentic self with. Oh, okay. And that amazed me when I found it. So, wow. all right. <laughs> I've never That's heard my that. second tip. I hadn't either. <laughs> That's my second tip. And my last tip, I mentioned this before, but I'll go back to it. Take care of yourself. <laughs> I have one of those brains that just, there's no such thing as too much information. I'm curious about everything that I could use to help my kiddos. But I need time to just breathe. Yeah, you can do candle breaths candle breaths <laughs> you can even take take a minute can just be at random during the day and take stock of yourself like how does my body feel do i have tension anywhere you'd be amazed at how often i catch myself tensing up my shoulders and not realize it oh my so just take a second release yeah. that tension say yeah i did a lot today it's absolutely okay to just step away and unplug and relax for a little bit. For sure. And if you've been listening to this interview and what she's been talking about, she, um, Catherine has been talking about uh, applied behavioral, um, what was it, ABA? Yes, applied behavior analysis. Analysis, right. And how it applies to special needs children and people who are learning in that thing. But everything that you've said here applies to starting a business, growing a business, being in business, being a consultant or a coach or an entrepreneur, uh, seeking out a team, uh, looking for people who have experience that can help you and mentor you and taking care of yourself. Those are all things that that work in all aspects of life and especially uh, with special needs kids as, as in parenting and uh, growing a business and being an entrepreneur. So uh I think that you're well on your way of being that true business hero. Thank and you I, so much. And I applaud yes. you for what you do. <laughs> it There are good days and there are days when I come home exhausted, but I still absolutely love what I do. And I can't wait to see what else I can do to make an impact and put out some positivity in the world. 
Yeah. And that's, that's amazing. Uh, I just love that about your attitude. So thank you so much for being on the show today. Um, and if you'd like to connect with Catherine, Catherine uh, Berman, yes. you can go to LinkedIn. It's www.linkedin.com forward slash in forward slash Catherine dash Berman. And that's K-A-T-H-E-R-Y-N dash B-E-R-M-A-N-N. Not B-R, not only one, two N's. Yes, two N's at the end. <laughs> that's right. And so that's www.linkedin.com forward slash in forward slash Catherine dash Berman. And you can see, see these notes on the show notes page. And remember, faith and action go hand in hand. So keep the pedal to the metal. And until next time on the Lead Machine Growth Show, I'm Paul Guyon and Catherine Berman. Thank you so much for coming today. Thank you so much for inviting me. I've really enjoyed talking about what I do. Okay. I loved hearing about it too. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into the Lead Machine Growth Show with Paul Guyon, where we show you how to tackle your tech, master your message, and design your dream so that you can transform your vision into reality. Remember to visit our website at www.leadmachinegrowthshow.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Lead Machine Growth Show.